we worship you this morning, Jesus. Come on, can you just put your hands together? Put your hands together like this. Come on. I want to invite you to the front. This is what we do here at Metro Praise Man. We're excited about being in the house of God and worshiping him this morning. So we invite you to come up to the front to worship. This song talks about who Jesus is. It talks about how awesome, how powerful he is. So just keep those hands clapping. We're going to worship the Lord together. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, help me sing this out. You ready? Say your faith. Your faith shines the brightest sun. Say Jesus. Jesus, you're glorious. You are so glorious. With eyes, with eyes that blaze like burning fire. Jesus, you're glorious. You are so glorious. Say King of glory. Jesus, we raise you up this morning. We've come to lift you up, Jesus. You are awesome in this place. Sing it again, your face. Your face outshines the brightest sun. Say, Jesus, Jesus, you're glorious. You are so glorious. With I say, eyes that blaze like burning fire. Jesus, you're glorious. You are so glorious, sing it out, King of glory. King of glory, have your 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 glory. Your voice.
We've come to worship you, Jesus. We've come to lift up your name, God. Come on, if you came to lift up the name of Jesus, I want you to raise up those hands in this place. I want you to raise up that voice right now and just start praising him for who he is. King of kings and Lord of lords, you're worthy, Father. You're worthy in this place, Jesus. You alone, God. You alone, Jesus. You alone are worthy.
that you would lavish your love all over this room this morning, God. That your love would be felt in this place. God, we ask for the Holy Spirit to come in power, Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite you in. We invite you in to move us, oh God. Right now, if you believe in the Holy Spirit right now, I want you to just lift up that, that prayer right now. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come meet with us today. Come in power. Come in mind, Lord. Holy Spirit, we love you. Come and meet us where we are. Come and show us your love this morning. Oh, Holy Ghost, we welcome you
just raise them up this morning? Come on, your voice to him and say, God, you're holy. You're awesome, Lord. There's no one like you, Lord Jesus. No one like you, God. We love you in this place. Can you just raise up your voice to him, your heart to his right now? Tell him how awesome he is. Tell him how much you love him in this place. Jesus, we love you. We raise you up, Lord. There's no one like you, Jesus. No one like you, Lord.
believe that God still speaks to his people today. We believe in the book of Acts. We believe that God speaks to his people through his spirit. And right now I open up this time for you, Holy Spirit, to speak to our hearts. If you believe you have a word for us from heaven, now is your time to shout that out. respond to that word this morning. If you've been running, if you've been battling in your heart right now, God is asking you, calling you in his love to respond. If that's you, and you'll know it's you, God has been tugging on your heart. You've been fighting the Holy Spirit right now. Would you come up to this altar right now as a sign of surrender? Come on, nobody looking around. Everybody's eyes are closed right now. Come on, come to Jesus. Stop fighting the, the love and the tug of the Holy Spirit right now. Come up to this altar and surrender it all. Say, God, here's my heart. Here it is, God, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. God, I'm, I'm done fighting Jesus. Come on, if that's you, he hears your heart right now. These altars are open. Come, 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 come. He's tugging on your heart. Jesus, he loves you this morning. Come on, if that second word was for you, man, you've been living in compromise You've been living on the fringe right now, and you know that you're doing things that God calls sin. Right now, he's calling you by his love. This rebuke is love. The Bible says that he doesn't rebuke his, those that he doesn't love. He rebukes his children. And why? Because he loves us. He's telling you, stop. Stop doing what you're doing because I love you. If that's you, you're doing things you know you shouldn't do. He's calling you to be holy. He's calling you to be perfect. That's what holy means, to be like God, to be perfect. And he gives us the power and the ability to do that. Come on, if you want the power to be holy through the Holy Spirit, come to this altar. Come on, there's a sin you're struggling with, an attitude, a habit. Right now, there is power in the name of Jesus. Come to this altar. Come on, get your freedom this morning. We want to be holy as you are holy, Jesus. We want you, we want you. Come on, there's more time for you to come.
Today we declare that we are yours, oh God. You have set this atmosphere, Lord, for your presence. And we know your presence is here right now, oh God. We thank you for your presence. You are meeting with your people, God. This is why we come to church, Lord. We could be anywhere else doing a hundred different things but there is only one place we know God where your presence is like this God for us it's here this morning this is where you've called us to be a part of your body to share life with you and with our brothers and sisters and I thank you for your presence right now come on would you just take a few moments in his presence I just sense God doing something unique in this service. I just feel the Lord telling me to not do announcements and offering like we normally would. So we're going to move to our message in just a few moments because today's message is on prayer and worship. And this is the atmosphere of prayer and worship. But before it's taught, why don't you just let it be caught right now? Come on, before it's taught, let it be called in your spirit. Prayer is talking to God. Worshiping, worshiping God is telling Him how much you love Him. Would you just pray and worship Him right now for a few more moments? While His presence is here, we believe that there's more. Mas Espirito Santo, more of the Holy Spirit. Come on, we are God chasers. We've come to chase after God. We want His presence.
you love the Lord, will you give him a hand clap of praise today? Come on. We bless you, Jesus. Would you hold somebody's hand next to you now? Let's just pray as we get into the message, as we do something unique. We're going to pray that God meets us here. Lord, we thank you that you have set up this service, Father God, for the anointing to come to teach us how to pray and how to worship you. And we receive that anointing right now. And we pray for our brother and our sister, our friends that are here, every person's hand that's being held, that God, they will understand it more. They will be a better person of prayer, a more intimate worshiper than they've ever been in their whole life, God. Bless your people this morning and heal my voice in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Can you bless them? Come on. Just briefly, would you give somebody a quick hug or high five and make your way back to your seat? We're going to do something very special today. And I'm going to ask the band to stay up here. The singers can sit down, but I'm going to ask the band to stay up here. Keep you guys a little bit comfortable. But Man, welcome to Metro Praise. How many feel Jesus in the building right now? Amen. I want to teach you today on how to pray and how to worship. We're going to do announcements, offering all that at the end. But I sense right now God is doing something special in this building right now. I mean, I haven't felt what I'm feeling right now in a long time, brother Ish. I mean, aren't you just sensing it? It's a spirit of expectation. It's a hunger in this congregation. And I believe what's going on is as we've gone to one service, God is giving us a pre-service prayer time now again. And we have invited him here like we used to. And some of you are getting so hungry for God. And so I welcome you here this morning. We'll tell you more about our church and how you can support and tithe and offering in just a moment. But I want you to open up your Bibles with me to Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. As we teach about praying and worshiping today. Somebody say prayer. Prayer is so important in the kingdom of God. Prayer is your lifeline to God. And we are in this series getting closer to God. And the thing is, a lot of people don't know how to pray. And so we're going to take you through the basics all the way from A to Z today. So if you are an experienced prayer warrior, you're going to be blessed. But if you've never really had a prayer life, you're going to get a life today. A prayer life. Amen. How to pray. Colossians 4 verse 2. If you're there, can you say I'm there? Amen. Now some of you have learned to work your word from last week. So you should be working it this week. Amen. Let's read it out loud, shall we? It's one verse. I made it nice and big. Colossians 4, 2. Let's read it together. 1, 2, 3. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. The Bible teaches us to devote ourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Prayer is so important to your life that Paul, who wrote this, said be devoted to it. Now, I don't want to embarrass anybody here, but I know that there's some of you who are devoted to sports. And you know what that means. You're going to check up on ESPN almost every day. There's others of you you're devoted to eating. Come on, look around at your neighbor and see who those folks are. Come on. 
I got some muscle right here. Amen. I've been working out. There are some of you, and this is a good thing, you're devoted to your children. How many good parents do we have here? But the Bible says you've got to be devoted to prayer. That means committed to it. Not just doing it when it's convenient. When you're devoted to something, you don't just do it when it's convenient. You do it at all times. I want to give you some quick facts about prayer that will encourage you today. These facts up here about prayer. Number one, what is prayer? Prayer is talking and listening to God. So God doesn't only want you to talk to him. He wants you to listen. Somebody say communication. Thank you. Another word would be communicating with God. But the reason why I had to define communicating as talking and listening is because some of y'all don't know how to communicate. All you do is talk. And I know I've been in that habit before where when I get alone with God, all I want to do is just yippity yip, 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 yip. Now, God loves to hear us talk. He loves to hear you talk. But prayer is more than just you talking. There are some times when I'm in prayer where I'll just say one word, Jesus, and he's just pouring it all into me, talking to me, rocking my world. Has any ever, anybody here ever heard the voice of God? And you're not crazy, are you? Amen. We believe in the voice of God. Would you turn up the lights for us, please? We have some good signs right here that we've gotten with some of our building fund, and it kind of darkens it out. So you, could you just put it up the lights? Thank you. Number two, how should I pray? Like how you talk. Be yourself. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. Jesus teaches us the Lord's Prayer. How many have ever heard of the Lord's Prayer? Now, do you know that before Jesus taught us that, he said, do not pray like how the pagans pray, who pray the same prayers over and over and over again. So why is it? The church now takes the Lord's Prayer and prays it over and over and over again. They missed the point. When Jesus was teaching them how to pray and he said, this is how you should pray, Jesus didn't start talking in some old Greek language or what would be the equivalent of our King James language. Oh, great God in heaven and earth. You know, he didn't start off in, you know, the these and the thous. As a matter of fact, the language Jesus spoke of that day, Koine Greek, was common Greek. It wasn't the sophisticated Greek of the Greek philosophers. Jesus was telling them a prayer workout. Everybody say a prayer workout. In the Lord's Prayer, there are components that he was teaching. When you pray, you should pray like this. You should start off by praising God. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So what he's saying is when you start off prayer, start off by praising him. Number two, pray God's kingdom first. Before you pray for anything, pray that God will bless your, uh, before you pray for anything for you, pray that God will bless his kingdom. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So how do we start off prayer? Just praising God. God, I love you. Thank you for today. And Lord, I want to ask for your kingdom to come. I want your kingdom to come. See, before you ask God for another car, another house, another promotion, you're saying, God, I praise you, and it's all about you today. Number three, give us today our daily bread. So that then says, now bless me to be a blessing. It doesn't say just give me my arroz con condoles. Just give me my pizza with pepperoni, some mushrooms, a little bit of pineapple. 
I like it weird like that. Come on. Just give me my food. No, it says, give us today our daily bread. So you're saying, God, bless me to be a blessing. Everybody say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Thank you. And can you just see the conversation? It's just him talking to God. This is how he's teaching us to pray. God, I bless you. I ask for your kingdom to come. And I ask you to bless me so I can be a blessing. Number four, forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. What's that saying? Forgive me and help me to forgive others. How many know you need some forgiveness day to day? Hallelujah. I wish it wasn't so. I wish we would all live the way we're supposed to live. But we sin so often and we need to repent. And while you're repenting, you should be forgiving those who have sinned against you. I was driving down Irving Park here and there's a Catholic church there on, uh, around Irving and uh, Central. And uh, there were some people crossing the street and a car let them know that he didn't like them crossing the street. And he started honking at these churchgoers, and I felt bad for him. And you could tell when the churchgoers yelled back at the car and cursed at the car. It's like, dude, you're just walking out of church. And he's already lost whatever he tried to get in there. Are you all listening to me? Don't let the devil take your lunch. When you're asking for forgiveness, forgive other people. You need to pray a prayer like this. Lord, forgive Chicago traffic and people who are in it. For they know not what they do. They don't know how to drive, Lord. They don't know how to park. Forgive them, Jesus. Can I hear an amen? And then the last thing, pursue holiness. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Do you notice that when Jesus was teaching us how to pray, he was saying not only does he want you to be forgiven of sin, he wants you to know how not to sin. Everybody say not to sin. Thank you. So what is prayer? It's talking and listening to God. How should we pray? Just like how we talk. Jesus gave an example of praising him, praying for his kingdom, blessed to be a blessing, forgiving others their sins as we ask for forgiveness and pursuing holiness. And then lastly, when should I pray? All the time, both personally and publicly. Do you know that God can read your mind? He knows your thoughts. Does everybody know that? Do you know the devil does not know your thoughts? Let me help you understand this. When the devil tempts you with those thoughts, he does not know your thoughts beforehand. And so what that means is he only knows what you speak out. And so when you begin to speak out the opposite of prayer, which is worry, defeat, the devil begins to hear you and says, oh, they're struggling. Demons start to attempt them and influence what they're already struggling with, what they're already saying. The devil doesn't read your thoughts. Only God can read your thoughts. I just wanted to encourage you with that. So what is prayer? Prayer is both mentally and with your words. And one of the reasons why we pray out loud is because we want the devil to hear us. Because he can't hear those thoughts. It's for the good and for the negative. Some people are like, well, he just can't hear me. I'm not going to say nothing. No, you need to say something. You need to say, Satan, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Take your sin out of my life. Take your temptation out of my life. Go back to hell where you came from. We're going to talk about that today. Can you say amen?
What is prayer? Talking and listening to God. Other words, communicating with God. How should we pray? Just like how you talk. And the Lord's prayer is a conversation with you and God. And when should you pray? At all times. Everybody say at all times. The Bible says pray continually. Amen. Now I'm going to show you guys a video of some do's and don'ts in prayer. So I want you all to watch this. And hopefully it will encourage you, maybe make you smile a little bit. But uh, here's some prayer do's and don'ts. Some of you have seen the video, but it's worth repeating. Go on and pray. As a worship leader, uh, sorry, um, as a lead worshiper, I'm Excuse doing me, something innovative. Video at, uh, I'm, I'm using the heart of music and my heart. You connect. There we go. Let's give it up for Andrew catching it. The other one. There you go. These are cool videos. Okay. My prayer life is vibrant and it's active daily. I like to commune with God at nighttime. I get under those warm covers and I kiss my wife goodnight. Then I just start talking to God. Just me and God. Tell him everything. <sighs> Makes me just sleepy just thinking about it and there I am just laying in bed laying out my request to him and he's hearing me and I know that I'm in good company with where was I the efficiency of one's prayers are directly congruent to the position of one's body therefore the legs should be saying God help me Amen. There are times that me and God do not talk, and that is not God's fault. That is mine. I just get so busy. And so when I do end up talking to God, I really just try to impress him, give him a show, just to show him how much I love him. So excuse me, will you, as I pray to God. Oh, Heavenly Father, oh, Heavenly Father, beseech me not unto thee. How now, brown cow? Oh, thy soul is so dry, and if I can just catch a morsel of who you are, so verily, merrily, down the stream. God, I, I just want to be used by you. God, I want... I want to be salt and light and light salt and sight and lulled and peppers and oregano and pepperoni and black olives and those little bit. When I like to get my prayer on, uh, there's some things I keep in mind. Um, I think it's totally awesome that uh, God is like Santa Claus and he wants to give you the things that you want. Therefore, you need to keep lists of things. My list currently has 745 prayer requests on them. So then when I go to the Lord in prayer, it looks a little something like this. I'll just pray real quick. Um, let's see. The uno thing on my list is my mom. And so I'll pray for her now. Dear Heavenly Father, I lift up this sweet salt of the earth lady that you have blessed me with to be my mother. And I tell you thank you. And although I know that I'm called to respect her and I give her all due respect, there's also an issue of something she truly needs. And that is to stop a yapping. Lord, she yaps. And she doesn't know how to stop yapping. So could you please make her mute just for a day? Nothing permanent. Don't hurt her. I love her. 
Just mute her. Take your big God remote and push mute on her channel. That would be great. Henceforth, I would go on and pray all 746 things. God, you are greater than anything this world has to offer. And I can't wait for you to come back and get us. But until that time comes, would you help me just to, just to live my life day after day as if I'm just walking hand in hand with you? God, I, I have a lot of needs. And I have a lot of wants. And sometimes I get those things confused. Help me to just trust you to meet my needs. And be thankful when you give me those other things that I just want. God, I have blown it so many times today, and I'm sorry. Thank you for your forgiveness. I don't take it for granted. And God, as I start this day out, I, I'm just reminded that this world is filled with so many spiritual potholes. Please help me to walk in such a way where I won't stumble so much. And as I'm going through this day, God, help me to live my life in such a way that would bring you glory and honor. May the life that I live be a life of worship to you. Amen. Come on, give it up. What a good video. Touching and funny at the same time. I want to teach you eight ways to pray today. Take out your notes and write these down. I want to keep the attitude that we had in worship. That's why we've skipped over announcements and offering. We went right into the message because I just felt such that attitude of prayer and worship here today. Here's eight ways to pray. I wish I had time to read all of their scriptures, but I'm not going to be able to get into it. But I want you just to start to write these down. And guess what we're going to do today? We're actually going to do everything we talk about. Are you all ready to apply it? Come on, somebody say, I'm ready. Amen. Eight ways to pray. The first kind of way to pray is supplication. It means to ask for needs to be met. The Bible talks about making your requests known to God. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. Supplication, beseeching, petitioning, praying. It all means the same one. This is the general form that most of us know about when we say, pray for us, petition for us, supplicate God for us. This, this is that common word. And so today I want us to do it. So let me just explain this before we get into praying. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to close your eyes. Closing your eyes has become a tradition over time. Simply when you close your eyes, what you do is you're just uh, taking away the distractions from your prayer time. That's all closing your eyes is doing. When you bow your head, that's as a sign of respect to God. You know, people will take off their hat, bow their head. It just means you're humbling yourself. You know, before kings and queens, people would, you know, they would bow and do different things. And then when we say, Repeat after us, you know, these kind of prayers. We're just teaching you a kind of prayer for you to pray. Okay, so those are some of the things I just wanted to explain right there. But let's now take this time and let's make supplication. Ask God for one thing in your life right now. You can do it in your heart. You can whisper it or you can talk it. What you don't want to do is just look at me right now. 
You want to talk to him. So that's why sometimes I close my eyes so I don't get distracted. Bow my head to humble myself. What are you asking God for today? See, that's important. God cares about that. That's supplication. The second kind of prayer is repentance. Everybody say repentance. Thank you. That means to confess your sins to God. The word repent simply means to turn around from what you've been doing to change your behavior. 2 Corinthians 7.10 says that godly sorrow brings forth repentance. So it's good when you feel bad about what you do. A guilty conscience is a healthy conscience. If you stop feeling guilty, that means you've become numb and your conscience isn't working anymore. You've become hard in your heart. So a soft conscience, a guilty conscience, is actually a good conscience. Now, when it goes too far, it's called condemnation, and that means after you've prayed, you don't receive forgiveness. You still feel bad. Condemnation is bad. Everybody say, no condo bondo. Thank you. The Bible would love for you to be in condemnation and bondage, but after you repent, you need to believe you've been forgiven. So a repentance prayer would be something like this, and I'm going to be very specific today. I'm going to say, Lord, forgive me for not being patient with my wife this week. And I'm going to then listen to him, and I want to hear him speak to me because he may want to correct some things in me. He may want to change some things. And then at the end, I'm going to say, thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. That's what I got to repent for today. That's what I just felt the Lord remind me of because mama just had the baby. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of stuff going on. I got to be there. And so I didn't always act the way I was supposed to this week. So now once you do your prayer of repentance right now. By the blood of Jesus, you are forgiven. Just say that with me. By the blood of Jesus, I am forgiven. Amen. So there's no condo bondo. You're learning how to pray today. Isn't this fun? This is hanging out with God. Supplication, learning to talk to him and ask him for the things you need. Repentance, confessing your sins. Number three, intercession. To pray for another salvation. Romans 8.26 talks about the Holy Spirit on the inside of us wants others to be saved. The Holy Spirit wants people to be saved more than he wants you to just get along in life and not bother anybody. God wants you to start praying against the devil and start a fight. To fight against the powers of Satan. He wants them to be saved more than he wants you to be comfortable. And so what intercession will do, intercession will give you a taste of how Jesus feels about them. And then you can ask God, say, Lord, give me a heart for my coworker, my mother, my father, uh, you know, my neighbor, 
And then as you ask for that heart, you can begin to say, God, now teach me how to pray for them. And intercession is for you to begin to say, God, save my coworker, save my mother. And many times the Bible says when you do intercession, tears will come down your face. Groans will come in your heart because you'll start to feel the emotion that God feels, just a taste of it. Because he cares about the world so much that he sent his only son. Are you all listening to me? So think of somebody right now that you want to see saved and ask God to give you a heart for them and then ask them to be saved. Jesus. See, that's intercession. Supplication is for you to pray for yourself or a need. Repentance is to repent of sin. Intercession is to pray for somebody to be saved. How many right now is God touching your heart? Just, just pray in a few moments. Touched your heart about somebody needing to be saved. Number four, thanksgiving. Thanksgiving means to give thanks to God. Philippians 4, 6 says rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. This is the kind of prayer that you can have publicly and people won't even know it, but you're praying. You get a raise. Thank you, Jesus. That's praying because that's to God. You're saying thank you to God. You did good on your test, young people. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to think of three things right now. You're thankful for what God has done in your life. And just pray the prayer of thanksgiving and tell him thank you. I mean, I think sometimes we become um, so like, Jimmy, I'll take all you can give me. We forget to tell God thank you for the things he's already given us. We can become so ungrateful. We can become so spoiled in that sense where we're never telling God thank you. I mean, you know, just for an example, I mean, just while I'm up here, you know, I'm praying to God to heal me of my sickness. You know, I got a cold. But how many times have I told him thank you for baby Lucas being born healthy? It's like I can complain five times today on how I feel sick, but never once thank him for the health of my child today. Because in our nature, it's so much easier for us to complain. 
All of us. It's the human nature. It's so much easier for us to say, God, you didn't do this. God, you didn't do this. God, I still need this. Than it is to just go through the 101 list of what God has already done. I would say there's not a list you should keep with all the things you want, but keep a list of all the things God has already done. Amen? He knows the list, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Number five, in the spirit to speak in tongues. Come on, somebody go boom shakalaka. Amen. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm getting some hot sweats up here or the fuego de Dios or whatever it is, but I'm going to get loose. Come on, somebody say fuego. Amen. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit here. Paul believed in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So when people hear us speaking in tongues, they think we're crazy. We're no more crazier than the early church was crazy because that's what they did. And I don't think they're crazy. But if I'm out of my mind, I would rather be out of my mind for Jesus to be in my right mind serving the devil. You know, and another way to say it's like this, if loving Jesus is wrong, I don't want to be right. Amen. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to speak in other tongues. 1 Corinthians 14, 2 says that when we speak in other languages, it is our spirit speaking, not our mind. And we speak mysteries to God that only God can understand. Now, some people have been taught only to speak in tongues if there's an interpretation. The only time that applies is when somebody speaks in tongues directly to you and you are the recipient of the message then there has to be an interpretation so you and I can understand what the tongues is saying. But when we speak in tongues to God, he interprets it. Amen? And some people say, why do we need to speak in tongues? Well, the first thing is you don't think Jesus is up there speaking English going, que paso, or whatever, you know, or hello. You know, Jesus is not speaking. There's heavenly languages. He can understand our languages. But the Bible also says there's tongues of men and angels. So those angelic languages are being spoken, and we're going to join with those angels right now. And if you're not baptized with the Holy Spirit, you could just raise your hands and say, Lord, I want to be filled, and then we'll pray for you to be filled right now. All right, so those who need to be filled with the Holy Ghost, be filled, be loosed right now. And those already filled, would you just begin to speak in other tongues, pray in the Spirit. Amen. See, we're not ashamed of the baptism of the Holy Spirit in this church. We believe when we speak in tongues, our spirit man is growing in faith, the Bible says. And we believe that things are happening on our behalf. And so many times when I speak in tongues, miracles begin to happen in my personal life and in the services that I'm in. Because the devil don't like it. The devil don't like it at all. It is like the secret weapon against him. Amen. Number six, the prayer of faith. It means to confess the word. Instead of always asking, asking, and asking in prayer, sometimes you need to pray in faith and declare it in prayer. For example, Psalms 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You see, that's a prayer of faith. You may be having a whole lot of wants. You may be having a whole lot of problems in your life. 
And, and you're not asking God, would you be my shepherd? Would you meet my needs? No, there's sometimes you need to pray and say, the Lord is my shepherd. By faith, I am healed in Jesus' name. By the stripes of Jesus Christ, I am healed. Me and my whole household will serve the Lord. I am blessed to be a blessing. Come on, sometimes you got to look at your need, put the word of God on it, and confess it like it's already done. That's praying in faith. So I want you to think of something in your life that you have a need for. And I want you to think of a scripture. And even if you don't know it by heart, if you still just know there is a scripture, say, God, I know somewhere in your word you say you want me healed. I just declare it now. Okay? Let's pray the prayer of faith right now. In Jesus' name. You say, what if I don't see it happen? Well, what if you do? <laughs> it beats complaining because I can guarantee you complaining will not change anything. You know, I was talking to Ellie. We were out fishing the other day, and uh, we had fished the entire day and not caught anything. We had did the same thing over and over and over again, throwing this line out there. And I said, this is close to the definition of insanity, you know. Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. I said, you and I could have sat down in the backyard with an iced tea in our hand and just threw the line in the grass and just reeled it in. We didn't have to come out here and spend, you know, all this money on bait and everything. But then he said, then we would never catch a fish that way. And that's a good truth right there. You'll never be healed complaining. I can guarantee you that. You'll never see your family change complaining. But you could see a miracle praying by faith. You could see your job changed. You could see your family changed. So it's up to you. Do you just want to let it be the way it is? Or do you want to influence it and change it? Now, if you don't believe God hears our prayers, that's another discussion we need to have on God existing, okay? And we preached on God's existence, but he does exist. And Hebrew says he hears us when we pray. And he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. And he taught, keep on knocking, keep on seeking, and keep on asking. He said it in the future tense to keep doing it. So don't feel bad when you just pray one time and don't see it happen. Keep praying. Amen. My mother prayed for me from 11 years old to 18 years old. Seven years by faith to see me come back to the Lord. And there are some miracles we're still waiting on. Number seven, the prayer of agreement to pray with others. Matthew 18, 19 says, if you get together with two or more and you begin to agree in his name, he says he'll show up and begin to work miracles. So I want you to get ready to look at one of your neighbors don't be scared. Somebody looking at the corner of their eye, pretending like I don't see you. No, I'm not seeing you. I want you to pick out one of your neighbors, two or three, because some of you might have odd numbers. 
And I want you each to think of one prayer request that you want them to pray for you about and then one that you will pray for them about, okay? So we're going to pray for each other right now. Don't make it so personal where it gets weird. You know what I'm saying? Just pray something that they can enjoy. Okay, I see somebody there. Sister, go and turn around. Pray with that couple there. Band, you guys pray here. Danny, pray with them right there. Make sure everybody has somebody to pray with. Can I join the cute couple here? Amen. Just a few more moments. Just a few more moments. We're praying for each other today in church. What a, what a concept. <laughs> what a concept. I know. It's like, I don't want to go back to that church. Why? Because they made me pray with somebody. Oh, my gosh. What are they going to do next, you know? Make you worship with somebody because that's coming next. I'm going to dance and act a fool in a minute. Okay, let's say amen, and if you need to continue to pray, or you can after the service. That's the prayer of agreement. Isn't that wonderful? Guess where you can do that? You can do that at life groups every single week. Let's say you don't know how to do it yet. Go to 101 with somebody, and they'll teach you how to pray. Amen. And the last one is warfare. Can somebody say warfare? Thank you. We do have an enemy, and he is the devil, and the Bible says we have weapons against him, and the most powerful weapon we have is the word of God through prayer. Ephesians 6, 12 through 18 says that we should pray against satanic forces. Sometimes we think because we don't see it happen immediately or lightning bolts strike them dead that we don't think God is waging war on our behalf. But friends, as we look at cultures and communities, it's the continual praying of the saints that tears down those strongholds. 
For example, there's nations in Africa right now like Nigeria, Uganda, that are becoming Christian nations, and they used to be Muslim nations, but it was years of the people praying and serving the Lord. There are cities like Bogota, Colombia, and different places of Argentina, Buenos Aires, and Seoul, South Korea, cities and nations that as the people continued to pray and pray and seek God, breakthrough began to happen through those nations. Tens and tens of thousands of people began to get saved. Corruption began to leave. One of the strong testimonies in Colombia is that the drug lords began to get caught and safety began to come to certain of these cities. And so, my friends, warfare is one of those things where you have to do it continually. And so I want you to think about something where you know it's not your neighbor. It's not just you have, you know, an emotional thing, but you know the devil's attacking you in this area of your life. You just know there's a satanic force against you, whether it's maybe depression, maybe addiction, Something in your life where, you know, you pray, you ask for forgiveness, and it it just comes back. Or you see it happening around you to your family. A lot of times when we see the domino effect of sicknesses in a family or the domino effect of bad things happening, we know the devil is influencing the situation of people's lives, just trying to get them to quit and be discouraged. And so when you see those things happening, you need to take the authority that you have and say what Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. In Jesus' name, I rebuke you. I command you to stop, and I speak the word of God against you. So I want you to think of something right now that you know the devil is attacking you in. If you don't know that the devil's attacking you, just wait. He'll, he'll come next week, okay? You won't go long without being attacked by the devil. And then now let's pray against him. And as we do, you're going to say, Satan, I rebuke you. And you're going to tell him he needs to go. As you're praying, we talk about loosing like the devil has people bound. We say, loose them in Jesus' name. Freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. How many believe Jesus is Lord today? How many believe he is the Lord? Amen. He's the boss. There's not an arm wrestling match between God and the devil today. Jesus has conquered him. The devil has been defeated. Eight ways to pray. Supplication, simply making your needs known to God. Repentance, asking God to forgive you. Intercession, praying for others to be saved. Thanksgiving, just telling them thank you. In the Spirit, speaking in other tongues. Faith, declaring the Word of God as it is to be true. Agreement, getting a hold of somebody and saying pray with me. And lastly, warfare, Punching and pimp slapping the devil in Jesus' name. How many are ready for worship? Can I hear you say worship? Amen. Now turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 4 verse 21. John 4, 21. Why did I put prayer and worship together? 
because you can't do one without the other. When Jesus taught you how to pray in the Lord's Prayer, the first thing he said is, Our Father which art in heaven, holy be your name, hallowed be your name. So prayer always starts with worship. And so now we're going to apply some worship principles. And you got to get ready for this because it's going to get a little active. Can I hear an amen? We're going to do some Holy Ghost aerobics in here. John 4, 21 through 24, Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. If you could look up at me, please, I'll just explain what's going on here. Jesus has met a Samaritan. She is a woman. Samaritans were half Jewish people and half another race. And the Jewish people thought they were half-breeds. They were racist towards them. This was something that the Jewish people did that God disliked very much. And so they looked down on these Samaritan people because they were half-Jewish and half another uh, pagan nation. Jesus meets her and begins to preach the truth to her and exposing the things of her heart. He begins to look deep into her soul and tell her her great need for forgiveness and to change her life. And she begins to want to change her life. And she basically says to Jesus, well, where do I worship? You know, basically, where do I go to church? That's what she was asking. Do I go to church here in my town? Or do I have to go to Jerusalem where the temple is? And Jesus says to her, a time is coming where it's not going to be in this temple or in your town. It's going to be those who worship in spirit and in truth. In the Old Testament, you did need to go to certain places to worship God. But now in the New Testament, as long as the Spirit of God is with you and you have the truth of who you're worshiping, you can worship wherever you want. You can worship in your car. You can worship on the bus. You can worship on your job, in the break room. You can worship in your home. Come on, somebody. So he says, the time is coming. Well, you're not going to worship here or there. Verse 23, yet a time has come, is coming and has now come when the true worshipers, everybody say true worshipers, think you will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Can everybody say spirit and truth? Thank you for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in spirit and truth. So when you start worshiping, Many people worship with the idea of, I'm going to try to, you know, do something to impress God. But the Bible says that if you worship in spirit and truth, it doesn't matter how impressive it is in singing, in talent, and music. God's going to find you because he's seeking for true worshipers. So get your spirit, your heart right, and get the right God, and he will find you every single time. Many people are like, I'm looking for God. Throw up your hands and worship him, and he will find you. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. I said, some people looking for God. You just need to throw up your hands right where you are. Start to worship him. Start to praise him. And he will invade the atmosphere of where you are. And you will sense him. Because he comes. Hallelujah. When we worship him. Oh, you are awesome, God. 
Oh, he, he is here now. That's why we're skipping over the announcements and everything because I just wanted to take what was going on in the worship time into this message because that's what we're talking about today. Here's some things to know about worship just to give you some of the ABCs here. What is worship? It's expressing love, thankfulness, and admiration to God. We know about love songs. These are love times and love songs and love poems, love expressions to God. That's what worship is. How should I worship? Worship with songs, your words, your emotions. Sometimes you can't even sing or say anything, but your heart is so thankful. Your body waving your hands and dancing. How you live. Making the right decisions in life, honoring God is worship to Him. When you give fairly to those who ask you, you don't take what is yours, you don't backbite on the job. When you come and live right on the job, that's worship to God. And when you do it with passion. And so what does it look like? The Spirit, the Holy Spirit with your spirit and the truth that you believe to the truth of the Bible. When those get together, your spirit with God's spirit, your words with the words of God, Jesus is showing up because that's true worship. Why do some people dance, cry, kneel, and shout? Because worship should be fun, spontaneous, spiritual, and with passion. Why do you dance at a wedding? Why do you shout at a baseball game? Why do you cry when a baby is born? God made us emotional. God made us to move and do things with our passions. It's something when people tell me, they say, well, I don't worship like that. That's not my, my culture. You know, normally I'll hear this from like the white people, you know, the white people. Oh, excuse me, Pastor Joe. I mean, I clap, and that's not my culture. I was brought up Lutheran. We just sit here, you know. Listen to me. Nothing against the Lutherans, but listen to me, my friends. Those same people who say it's not their culture, when I've gone over to their house and they're watching the Cubs, they're shouting at the TV. They're shouting for the Bears. Where's your culture now, Bubba? Hello? It's not about what you're comfortable with. Like the old song used to go, when I think about what the Lord has done for me, how he healed me. When you think about what God has done for you, you can't help but get passionate with God. Sometimes it is a dance. Sometimes it is a shout. Sometimes it's crying. Sometimes it's kneeling. Sometimes it's laughing. But no matter what, you're experiencing your God. If I asked you to come up here and touch this light socket, and try to hold your emotions in. That probably wouldn't happen. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to hold it in very long. I guarantee you, you touch the living God, you're going to start shouting. You touch the living God, you're going to start dancing. You touch the living God, there's going to be a pep in your step, baby. Do I have to worship? Just for Debbie Downer, if, there, if there's a Debbie down here, Downer here today, do I have to? Yes. Yes, you do. It's a command of God, and it's good practice for heaven. Because what are you going to do? What do you think you're going to do in heaven? You think you're going to watch the Cubs in heaven? Hey, they still wouldn't win a World Series even up there. 
You ain't going to watch the Cubs up there and be all depressed. Maybe the Sox. No, I'm kidding. It's all quiet here on the north side. No hitter or perfect game, I heard. But listen, worship is what they do in heaven. This is practice down here. Now, some of us don't see God the way they do in heaven, and that's why we have faith, so we can see him and know him and understand him, and it's not make-believe. Long before they understood gravity, they, they understood it. Long before they could measure it and test it. And long before we'll ever see him in heaven, we can feel him and experience him and know that he is here. And one day we will all recognize him. Are you listening to me? Everybody, we'll see him. Richard Dawkins, we'll bow his knee before him. All the atheists, everyone, every Buddhist, every Muslim, everybody will bow before the throne of Jesus and get their worship on before they are sentenced to hell for eternity. The last thing they will do is worship him. Can I hear an amen? Amen. I want to play this video for you today to maybe encourage you, make you giggle a little bit and show you some of the do's and don'ts of worshiping. Thank you, my brother. As a worship leader, uh, sorry, um, as a lead worshiper, I'm doing something innovative. I'm, I'm using the heart of music and my heart to connect the heart of the people to the very heart of God's heart. I mean, that's never been done in the history of the church. What about hymns? Him who? Hello, my name is George. And I'm Jorge. And we've just released a new CD, George and Jorge Remix the World. Yeah, you see, there's so much great music out there that is worthless because it doesn't worship God. That's right. So what we've done is we've healed and purified them with just a little touch of Jesus. We'll give you a taste of it right now. One, two, three. So I put my hands up, worshiping my God, and the sin just flies away. <laughs> Healing the sick like ya, preaching the word like ya. <laughs> you know what this book is, Skippy? This is the only book that should be in churches other than the Holy Bible. Yep, you guessed it. It is a hymnal where such classics as Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. You know, stuff like that. Good stuff. Awesome stuff. But you know, today's music, it's just a little too loud. It just sounds like it should be in a bar. You know, the ancient church was really offended by hymns because it reminded them of bar songs. <laughs> well, flip me over and tickle me twisted. Didn't know that. Still too loud. I'm just a leper, nobody loves me. He's just a leper from a leper colony. With scaly skin, he's a monstrosity. Do not come, you must go, and your skin not show. Let it show. Must not show. Let it show. Must not show. Let it show. Must not show. No, 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 no. Pharisaea, Pharisaea. I've been called a lot of things. Snake handler. Reptile man. Crazy. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, there's no worship service that can shake two sticks at my chapel time. <laughs> for sure. Get back in there, Carl. Where were we? Oh, yeah. My church believes in the fear of the Lord. <laughs> and ain't nothing put the fear in a man like a rattlesnake. Tell me. You ever sung, He has made me glad with a poisonous reptile stretched across your trembling shoulders? <laughs> if not, then you've never truly worshipped. You don't believe me? Let me show you. Carl? Oh, Carl's out. 
Y'all start praying. Start looking around and start praying. I'm serious. That snake will kill you dead. Carl! All right, somebody get me some help. I ain't gonna touch that thing. I'm not a heathen. Ooh, I just got saved by my good Lord. Yeah. I just got saved by my good Lord. Oh, yeah. I just got saved by my good, good Lord. I'm, I'm not, not a heathen. heathen. Tonight's a night. Let's praise the Lord. I got some money. Let's tie it. Tie it up. I'm not a heathen. Come on, let's give it up. Amen. Funny stuff. You know what's so funny about those guys is I actually make Christian music to to secular music and put Christian lyrics over it, which is funny. But that's not always what the Bible is talking about when it talks about making a joyful noise. But I can relate to that. How many have ever heard a song in their head and said, that would be cool if we sung it towards Jesus? Anybody else? I don't know. I might have just been weird out there, but that's okay. Let's look at these six uh, ways, seven ways rather, to worship. Now this is where you got to get excited right now, okay? And I may be hoarse, but I'm going to be jumping and shouting with you. Here are the Hebrew way words for praise. And they are the same as worship. Now, in our culture, a lot of times we think of praise and worship being two different things. But those are the same thing because you can't worship without telling God how good he is, praising him. And you can't praise him without the heart of intimacy, worship. Excuse me, worshiping him. Everybody say yada. Yada means to confess, surrender. All of these come out of the Psalms, by the way. When you worship God and confess, surrender, what you're saying to God is, God... I can't do this without you. You are everything. I surrender to you. You know that it takes a lot of people hardships to understand that they're not big enough in life to handle it. You know, Chuck Colson just passed away. He was one of the people indicted during Watergate with Nixon. And it, he was a former Marine. He was working in politics didn't need God in his life, and when everything went down and he got arrested with Watergate, he did seven months in jail, and he gave his heart to the Lord in jail. And you know what he did for the rest of his life? He dedicated his life to jail ministry, reaching millions of people in jails. But he'll tell you what it took was him losing almost everything he had. Don't wait till you lose everything, friends. Think of what you have right now and compare it to what God is and what God wants to do in your life. That should overwhelm you. I don't know anybody here that thinks really as a, like, okay, I'm a parent. I'm a good parent. I love my children. But I don't know any good parent that isn't at times intimidated by that responsibility. And if you think that parenting is so easy and you don't need to ask God for help, I feel sorry for you and your children. Because these kids having babies and these couples having babies and they look at it like pets, you don't have any idea what a child is. The Bible says you're responsible for shaping that child's conscience and you're responsible for protecting them and nurturing them in the things of God. So the first thing for me as a parent that comes to my mind to give God praise is to say, God, I can't, but I know that you can make me a good father and a good husband to my children. And I praise you for it. I'm praising you while I'm surrendering. See, that doesn't make sense in the world's mind. When have you ever seen somebody surrender and they're all happy about it? 
like the Japanese. Oh, we're so happy. We're surrendering. No, but it's praise for the believer. It's praise for the Christian because we know we're letting Jesus take over now. I surrender. You drive the car. Some people want to be a co-passenger, a co-pilot with Jesus. No, Jesus. I might try to take the wheel, sit next to you, put me in the trunk, and you take me wherever you've got to go. Come on, somebody say amen. Let's worship him right now with yada. Surrender to him something right now. Come on, just surrender and put a thank you, Jesus, in there. There is a blessing in surrender. There is a blessing in surrender. See, the reason why some of you haven't had a breakthrough in your life is because of pride. You will not surrender your life to God. I meet so many prideful people at this altar. They expect God to change their life without them letting go of their life. God is not going to play tug or war with you. And I've seen Christians come to church week after week, month after month, and they still don't get their life changed. And I'll see somebody come in one week, and as a couple weeks go by, it's like they're in the seventh heaven. What's the difference? Somebody surrendered their life to God. The other one's playing games with them. Number two, tequila. Everybody go, tequila. Sounds like what? Tequila, but it's tequila. And tequila means to sing a spontaneous new song. You ever been in the shower or out doing some yard work and you start off kind of singing a song and then you kind of put your own words to it and people think you're weird or something, you know? This is what the Bible says we all need to do. We need to sing a song more than just what comes to the karaoke screen. The karaoke screen is somebody else's song. It's time for you to sing your own song. So let's put her up a little bit and just give us a key. And I'm going to do my best to help you find a key. But it don't matter. It's between you and God. This is not American Idol. Can I hear an amen? We're not holding a, holding a vote for you. Give us a key. Come on, help me hit a key. <laughs> the worst day possible for this. Jesus. There we go, hit the key, and now just sing some words from your own heart to God. Come on, don't be shy. Don't be shy. Just put your own words to this melody. This is probably where you want to close your eyes. And don't look at people looking at you weird. Come on, just close your eyes. If I can sing with a hoarse voice, Come on, what's your excuse? Sing to the Lord. If all you're going to say is, I love you, Jesus, just start there. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. You're so good to me, Jesus. You're so good, God. Woo! Come on. 
How many feeling Jesus in this place right now? That is worship, yada, to confess, surrender, to hilah, to sing a spontaneous song. Number three, everybody say barak. Barak means to kneel or to bow. And so we're going to do this together like we're at the Catholic Church, but with the Holy Spirit. Come on. So if you are physically able, if you can't physically, that's okay. But all those physically able, come on, let's kneel down. Let's barack with our God right now. Amen. Now, when you are in the kneel down position, you can add any flavor you want. You can add it. So when you're here, you can begin to do the other forms of praise. When you're here, you can also incorporate prayer. So I'm going to let you decide what you want. You can sing a new song. You can speak in tongues. You can incorporate anything you want into this position. Okay? So just give us a little bit of music. We're on our knees. Worship him as your heart desires. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. back to your seat. Give him a hand clap of praise. Come on, he's worthy. Just in case you were wondering the flavor I chose, I did the praying in tongues and singing a new song. That's what I did. And that felt great. You know, whatever you do is between you and the Lord. Every time you get alone with God, you should be able to experience him in a fresh and new way. The combinations are endless of how to pray and worship your God. Number four, Hallel. Everybody say Hallel. Okay, now this is where we're going to dance because it means to celebrate foolishly. And this is actually where we get the word Hallelujah. Hallel is a part of Hallelujah. And what it simply means, Hallelujah, means to give God praise in an extravagant way. And one of the best ways I can think about is to dance, okay? So let's all stand up. We're going to teach you a real simple dance. <laughs> you ready? Just hold on. <laughs> okay. This is what we are going to do. We are going to do the Holy Ghost train in this church, okay? We're going to do the Holy Ghost train. Okay, so Adam right here is going to come right here in the middle. And we're going to sing the, uh, oh, clap your hands, all you people. Do you know how to play that one? Okay. Okay, just hold on. Hold on. You all excited. I got to explain to them. It's like I'm explaining the most obvious thing right now. But I just don't want nobody to be lost, okay? This brother right here is going to start running this way, and he's going to make a lap around the church. When he passes by your section, begin to move out of your seat and get into a little train. I am thinking... We're going to have a bunch of pile-ups in here. And then it's going to turn into a big mosh party if you've ever done rock and roll. But either way, you have to do this. Are you, 
You're not Metro Praise, because Metro Praise, we do crazy stuff praising his name. No, I'm kidding. Just give it your best shot. Now, if this poor boy just runs around by himself, that's going to be even more awkward, okay? Okay, you ready? Give it. Okay. Come on. As we start to sing, he's going to start to run this way. Okay, I don't, I can't sing. You got to sing. Come on. Amen. Give God a big shout. Hallelujah. You may dance your way back to your seat. Come on, as the music still plays. Oh, praise Him. Amen. If you like that, can I hear an amen? Praise God. Welcome to a church that loves to celebrate our God. This church loves to celebrate God. We put it in our name, Metro Praise. And what does it mean? We are praising God in this city. So you know what it means to Yadah, to Tehillah, to Barak, to Hallel. Now, Toda. Somebody say Toda. Toda means to extend hands in the song. So why don't you just do that right now? Come on, just get comfortable. These are the Holy Ghost aerobics. You know, sometimes you got the, the you got the extravagant ones who want to do this like they're drinking in the glory. Like, go, 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 go. Then, and then you got the side ones, you know. You got the airplane ones they are taking off to glory land. Then you just have the standard. So now with your hands extended, apply whatever form of worship you want at this time saying thank you singing a new song praying but you're involving your hands as a form of worship like they used to do before kings we're doing it before the king of kings and the lord of lords I hear an amen. The next form of worship, zamar. Everybody say zamar. Zamar means to pray uh, to praise God with instruments. So you can remain in your seats, but here's a cool instrument that all of us have. How many know God gave all of us an instrument? 
It's our hands clapping right there. And maybe you can get your foot to stomping. And just sing that song again, and we'll just sing it with the instruments. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout. Amen. Let's give it up for Jesus. Aren't you excited today? And then what we've been doing this whole time, the last one, is Shabbat. Everybody say Shabbat. Shabbat means to shout and praise with a loud voice. So on the count of three, we're just going to shout. And when we shout, we normally shout something like Jesus, his name. We can shout, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, which means praise be to God, or any other thing you think that would acknowledge God. But we're just going to shout unto him, amen. We're going to barack in this place. Are you ready? One, because he died on the cross for you and he is worthy. Two, we will shout louder for him than we do for any sports teams because he's worthy. One, two, three, shout hallelujah. Glory. Jesus, thank you, God. Woo! I hope today you have been blessed because today's message was to teach you, to prepare you to be able to pray and to worship on your own. Here are the different kinds of prayer right here. Eight kinds of prayer for you to do at any time supplication to make your request known to God, to repent, to ask him to forgive you, intercession to pray for somebody else to be saved, thanksgiving to praise him in the spirit with other tongues, by faith declaring the word of God to be true, agreement with your friends and family, and warfare to fight against the devil. Can I hear you say, I will, I will. devote myself, devote myself. To, prayer. to prayer. Come on, one more time, I will. Devote myself to prayer. Amen. Now you've also learned today about how to worship. And worship is these seven different Hebrew words. Yada, to confess your surrender. Tehillah, to sing a spontaneous song. Barak, to kneel or to bow. Hallel, to celebrate foolishly. Toda, to extend your hands in a song. Zamar, to pray, praise with instruments. And Shabak, to shout and praise with a loud voice. Can I hear you say, I will be a true worshiper in spirit and in truth. Come on one more time. I will be a true worshiper in spirit and in truth. Amen. Would you stand up to your feet and shabak the Lord? Come on. Would you shabak the Lord today? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Jesus. Jesus. We bless you, Lord. We bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we bless you today. Amen. Would you be seated as we just do announcements now before we go? I just want to give you some great announcements, Andrew. Would you start us over from the beginning? We're going to 
in today's service with praise and worship. Amen. And so if you want to stay today, you can stay as long as you want. Let God bless this message to you. Let him, let him really dig it down in your heart. Metro Praise has a Sunday service at 10 a.m. Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. for our Royal Rangers and Impact Boys and Girl Scouts. Those are our programs for children. And then Elevate. Come on, for our teenagers every week. We got a good thing going on this uh, Wednesday, which is Family Fun Night, bringing back the 70s. Can I hear a whoa, bounce, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. That's what I tried to get, but I didn't hit the, the octave. Can I get a wow, chicka? There we go. Thank you. Okay, there we go. Mine was more like a bass. Can, can you do that on the bass? Like, boom. Can you give me a boom? No. Okay. Let's give it up for El Ricky being honest. At least he, he was honest. Thank you. So, first place costume prize, $50. Dress up like the 70s. Come and have fun. Wednesdays, the last ones of every month, are intentional for you to bring your friends and your family in just to have a good time. And then the first Wednesday of every month is Healing and Miracle Night. So, two extremes that are both really fun to be a part of. The last Wednesday, just hang back, kick back with your friends, have a good time. And then the that's the last Wednesday of the month. And then the first Wednesday of the month, come and bring One-Eyed Willie at the, uh, the, the stop over here. That's always asking for some money. Bring your friends that are demon-possessed and somebody's sick and get some healing and miracles. Amen. Praise God. And then we got something exciting to announce. The Puerto Rican Festival Outreach. Can we make some noise? Wepa! Now... I don't want anybody to be jealous because we love all people. We love Polish people. We love Mexicano people. We love everybody, Guatemala. It doesn't matter who you are. We love you. But we have a special love for our Boricuas out there. God does something special every year. This will be our seventh year doing this. Seven years of going to Humble Park. I want you to put it in your calendar now. We already have the Facebook page made. It is going to be the Thursday evening starting June 14th to the Saturday. We're asking you, those of you who work, to get off work to consider this your mission trip. Many of you can't travel with us to India, to Africa, but we're asking this to be your mission trip, your mission trip to Chicago. Very simply, we'll be meeting here in the evening, then going out Thursday evening, then Friday morning, and then all Friday afternoon, then Saturday morning, and all Saturday afternoon. And so we're asking you to get off work those two days if you work Friday or Saturday, to get those days off, to join us. If you don't know how to witness, to come to learn to witness. We also give out free arroz con candules, the rice and beans, plenty of kids' games and prizes. We do the face painting, and we do live worship. We bring out the entire sound system. So I want to get it in your heart. I wanted this to get in your heart early so you start making plans to come because we want this whole church to be out there so Jesus can be glorified. Somebody say Chicago for Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much. This is our vision. Somebody say, loving God, loving people. Thank you. Can I hear you say, connect? Thank you. We want you to connect to the cross by joining one of our life groups. Does anybody get life at life groups at Metro? Praise. Come on. Amen. Life groups are a time of food, fun, and fellowship every week for you to do a home Bible study with somebody. Just pick one of these. Roberto in the back will give you the information if you don't have anybody inviting you yet. Pick one of these times for adults or for the youth and begin to grow with this church. Somebody say connect. 
Thank you. Connect to the body of Christ. And then mentor is to be discipled to live like Jesus. We have two phases, the 101 and the 201, and we're growing more than we ever have before. And we ask you to be a part of this and to be a disciple. Can everybody say disciples that make disciples? Thank you. And then lastly, can I hear you say send? Send. We want to send you out with the cross to change the world because if we connected you to the cross, and you've been taught the cross, you can go out there and share the cross. Amen. And we believe there's 100,000 people we can reach in this city with 50 churches and 500 around the world. If you believe it, say, I believe. Amen. And then last but not least, we want to thank you for all your gifts to missions. God has been showing up in the missionary field. Right now we have more churches than we ever had before, 300 in five different nations, six including America. We've sent the computer out to the Philippines. They are beginning to use it. And God is doing great things through their lives. There's always more to be done. So I just want to ask you to be faithful to what we're doing here at this time for the month of April. We're just basically asking above your tithe, if you could give $50 to the building fund and $25 to the mission fund, that would enable us to pay off debt here and to continue to reach the nations. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Would you stand up with us, please? We're going to prepare to receive tithe and offering. And as we do today, I just felt the need to switch up the service. You know, we normally do announcements in the middle. So if you have prayer for anything today, don't leave out until we've prayed with you. Because I'm going to be asking after the offering for our altar workers to come up here and for the band to lead us in worship. So if you just have extra time and you would need prayer, would you let us pray for you today? I know I normally end with prayer, but we're ending with the offering, but there will be prayer here. Can I hear an amen to that? We are going to pray in the house of God some more. So if you need that, would you come? Let's pray. Father, I thank you that today you have taught us how to pray and how to worship. What exciting things. God, now I just ask that we would all go back home and do those things, that we would live it out now. And even some days when we don't, Lord, we'll get, be, be quick to get back on track, to not let seasons go by without being in prayer and worship, Lord. And Lord, I thank you today for all those that give that support Metro Praise. Thank you, God, for every bill being paid and all the blessings that you've done in us and through us. But Lord, you know that there's more for us to do overseas and more for us to do here. And so, God, I ask you to bless your people to be a blessing. Give us our daily bread, God. Give us that daily bread as we seek first your kingdom here. Bless those looking for jobs and those that need promotions and raises, God. Make a way for our students who are starting school or coming out of school looking for jobs, Lord. And be with our country even now, God, as we're eyeing Syria and other nations. Be with our uh, armed soldiers who bring the peace other places and keep it here, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Let's say on the count of three what Paul said. One, two, three. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Will you come rejoicing as you give? Thank you so much. You are dismissed. We're then going to turn this into a time of prayer and worship. Stay as long as you like. God bless you. We'll see you at Life Groups.